in a series called Love Like Jesus. Love Like Jesus. And the Bible tells us in John chapter 13, verse 34, your love for one another will prove to the world that you are my disciples or that you're Jesus followers. Your love for one another will show the world. It'll show your office. It'll show the people at your house. It'll show your community, your neighbors. It'll, your love for one another will show the world that you're Jesus followers. So now I'm giving you a new commandment. Love each other just as I have loved you. You should love each other. We should love each other because Jesus loved us. He says, I'm giving you this, this command. I'm giving you guys this these two commandments. In the Old Testament, it's, it's kind of crazy, but in the Old Testament, we got, we got 10 commandments. And the Pharisees and religious people turned that into over 600 plus laws and rules and regulations. <laughs> I, can, I have a hard enough time following 10, but can you imagine having to follow and memorize over 600 rules and regulations to live by, to be, to, to, to be like Jesus or to be like God? 600 plus rules. And then the New Testament, Jesus says, hey, I'm, I'm bringing a new covenant. It's called grace. And he goes, I want you to do one thing. It's kind of like two things. But I want you to love each other just as I have loved you. You should love each other. You should love each other. You know, that's pretty simple. And that's a pretty, that's a, that's a good sermon title. Hey, you should love each other. That's just, that's what you should do. You wanna, what, what should I do? You should love each other. And that's what he says that we're called to do. And so we realize this, that God's called us to love like Jesus. And Jesus, if you're gonna love like Jesus, you gotta know this, that Jesus loved all the time. He loved all people in all places. Everywhere, he, he would go anywhere to love people. We see Jesus with tax collectors and, and we see him with affluent people. We see him with poor people, with poor people. We see him with dark and we see him with light and we see him from every different political standpoint. Jesus went with all people and, and he went to all places and he was loving people all the time. He pursued us. That song said, immerse us, immerse us. He pursued us and he immersed with his love until we responded to it. And Jesus loved like that. And if we're gonna love like Jesus, we're gonna have to forgive like Jesus. Bummer. <laughs> I don't wanna do that, Wes. I don't like to forgive people. I like to be forgiven, but I don't really like to forgive people. And we are, if we're gonna love like Jesus, we're gonna have to forgive like Jesus. Forgiveness frees us. Forgiveness frees you and I. A lot of times we, we, we need to forgive somebody and, 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 and we don't and we live captive. They live free and we live captive, but forgiveness, it frees us. And last week we looked at the fact that Jesus called us to share like Jesus. We're supposed to share like Jesus. Jesus wants you and I to share our lives with each other. If you're gonna love like Jesus, you're gonna have to share your life like Jesus. Your life was meant to be shared. You, you're supposed to share your life with people. Uh, this past week, I, I feel like I was like on, um, I was on meeting overload in the summer. It's been tough to get with people and connect with people. And the calm is kind of, the, the, the calm is kind of coming in a little bit. And, and the kids are at school, the, our, our three, our, our two youngest, which they just turned three on Friday. And I was able to get lunch with certain people and hang out with me. And I, I love sharing my life with people. I love hanging out with people. I love, I had lunch with Kristen Chris and uh, Fraley this week and, and Matt and Witt this week. And I just, I love hanging out with people. I, I leave encouraged. And you should have some people in your life that when you hang out with them, you spend time with them, you should leave, you should leave encouraged. Kaylin Val came over this past week and we had dinner and I hung out with Steven this week. And I, I want to hang out with more people. I got to hang out with Frankie and Joe on Wednesday night. But when we hang out with people, we should leave encouraged. We should leave inspired hanging out with people. I, I love seeing, I, I was encouraged by just seeing the pictures of ladies night. <laughs> I just, I just wanted to, I was like, yeah, hey, I feel like I'm there, you know, and, and, and Kara made an awesome video for that, and we're going to show it uh, this week, but I just love being around people. I want to share my life with everybody, 
And um, I, I think God's called us to do that. This morning I woke up and I, I'm, I'm trying to sneak out of the house real quiet. The twins are woken up at 4.30ish and Dinah's like, no. All I heard her say is no. Get back in bed. And she, she gives them grace between 5.30 and 6. But anything before 5.30, she's like Cruella DeVille. You know, she's like, no, get in there. Lay down. It's not time yet. We are not doing that right now. And so she put them back in there and they went back to sleep. So I get up and uh, we got some new stuff going on today that, that you don't see, but we're trying to get some things right. So I got here extra early with Stephen. And last night I was putting a uh, trip to bed and, and he says, I'm going with you in the morning. Set my alarm clock. I'm like, no, you're not. You know, you're not going with me. I'm, I'm going extra early. So I get ready this morning and I set his alarm clock for him like he asked me to. He said it's set up for 6.40 and so I set it for 8.40. And, um, and they get here way before that. I just figured out what said. It's probably going off right now at the house and hopefully the ghost at our house doesn't bother them. And, and so I, I, I get, get up and I'm walking out the front door and he goes, he just looks at me. With, he's got extra teeth coming in and he just, you know... <laughs> Dinah's like, our poor kid, he, you know, he smiled at me. I was like, whoa, you know, and Dinah's like, the poor kid's gonna need braces and it's gonna be okay, you know, we're gonna start saving now. Um, hopefully he doesn't even until he's like 2030, but you know, we're gonna, we're gonna get him eventually. And, and so we're, uh, and there he goes, I'm going with you. And I'm, and I'm not compassionate. I was like, no, you're not. I mean, who says that to their kid who got up? He's like, oh, it was just, the more I tell you about it, the, I can't tell you too much because it'll make me like a jerk, Clay. And and I am a jerk, but I don't want you to think I'm a total jerk. So I'm like, he's like, I can't find any clothes. I'm like, where are your skinny jeans at? You know, just get some, get some clothes on. He's like, okay, I'll wear my jeans. You know, he gets, he gets a pair of jeans out and he, he's growing too fast. Mom, he needs some more clothes. He's got a pair of uh, Zeke, my sister's, uh, my sister's son. And he, she handed him, hand him some clothes. And he's put those on and I had to let him get ready. He gets his pants on, he gets his shirt on. He's like, let me try these shoes. I said, but those shoes haven't fit you in a year. <laughs> It was a rough morning. He's like, I don't got anything that fits me, you know? And so pray for us and Diana as she takes some shopping. Um, so I let him get in the car and, and we go, I like sharing my life with my kids. I like sharing my life with my friends. I like sharing my life with my family, most of them. And, um, and we're, called, we're called to do that. We're called to share our lives with people. And, and Tripp gets in the car and he says, I stayed up all night to go with you, dad. <laughs> I know. I'm glad I let him go with me because <laughs> I would have, I might have would have felt terrible, you know? And, and he goes, I'm so glad. He goes, I just, I woke up and it was dark. So I just stared at the wall for a long time. And I'm like, man, I'm so glad you're in the car with me. And he goes, dad, get me hot chocolate. I'm like, yes, whatever you want, you know? And I get him hot chocolate. He's like, we're drinking coffee together, aren't we, dad? And I don't let him drink coffee, but his pop lets him drink coffee. And uh, probably my dad lets him drink coffee too. And I don't want to stun his growth or have the hair come on his chest too early. Um, that's what my grandpa told me. And so anyways, all that to say, we're called to share our life with people. We really are called to share our life with people. And then lastly, I want to end our talk together and our, our time together um, in, with this idea that we're called to serve like Jesus. If you're going to love like Jesus, you're going to have to serve like Jesus. You're going to have to serve like Jesus. And um, serving sometimes is tough, right? Like, and so I want to unpack serving a little bit today and what it means to serve like Jesus. But I heard a story recently uh, of, of a husband and a wife, and he, he, he came home to his wife, and he goes, hey, I'm sick. I'm really sick. And um, he goes, my doctor wants you to come and, and get the results, and he wants to tell you some things about my sickness. And he goes, it must be pretty bad because you got to come with me. And so... 
him and his wife, they get in the car and they drive to the doctors and, and the doctor came out and he says um, to, the, to the wife, I need to come meet with you separately. It's just me and you. And he said, yeah, that's fine. We, we, can, we can meet. And so the husband sits out in the waiting room and he's sitting there and, and he's there and it's, 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 it's awkward. You know, it doesn't matter if you're at the doctors, you're getting results, whether it's one minute, it feels like it's 30 minutes, you know, but she's in there and the doctor says uh, to, the, to, the, to the lady, he goes, it's, it's pretty bad. Your husband's pretty sick, but the good news is, is that it's it, potentially we could, we could cure it. And she's like, man, I, well, I want to, I need that. Let's, what, let's do it. What do I need to do? And she goes, well, he's going to need some, some medicine and, and, and that will help a little bit. He goes, but he's also going to need some, he's going to need to start eating a lot better. You know, he's going he's gonna to start eating a, a ton better, you know, and, and uh, you're, he's going to need about three really, really, really good healthy meals a day. And all you healthy people are like, amen, everybody needs that. It'll fix all your problems, you know, and, so he goes, you're gonna need, he's going to need three healthy, healthy meals every single day. You're going to have to prepare those. He goes, in the house or the place that he stays, it's going to be super clean because his immune system is going to be down. And he's got to make sure this place has to be clean. And she goes, he says, or she goes, yeah, is there anything else? He goes, well, you're basically going to have to spend almost every waking moment with him to make sure he, he's going to be okay and make sure he's going to survive, make sure the meals are right, make sure everything is just, everything's just perfect. Because if not, he could, he could die. And so she said, anything else? She goes, he, he said, no, there's nothing else. And so she puts her head down and. She walks out and the husband goes, what did, she, what, did the doc, what did the doctor say? And she says, you're gonna die. And, uh, <laughs> and, and, and uh, sometimes serving's like that. <laughs> sometimes serving is like that. That's wrong, I know, but that's what serving's like sometimes. Hey, you're, you're gonna die. And uh, I was telling uh, Clay and, and Pia this past week, we worked out together and um, by working out together means I just chased Clay around for about 13 minutes and then he, st- he stopped and I kept working out for three more minutes. And, um, and I, uh, I was telling him that, you know, I, I've been sick in so long. I've been sick in so long, but I hate getting sick because I don't want to have to, Diana only has to take care of four kids. I don't want to have to take care of five, you know, and I want to, I want to get it. But sometimes when you have to serve people, it's, it's hard sometimes. There's so many things about serving. And, and I think sometimes if we, don't, if we don't get it right, we can miss out on an important element of being like Jesus because that's what he came to do. He came to serve us. And I think sometimes we're kind of like, yeah, he's going to die, you know, like, I don't know if I can do that. That sounds like it's a lot of, a lot of work. So I like to unpack serving like Jesus today if I can. I want to read a lot of scripture to you today, and a lot of you guys will be okay with that. And John chapter 13, verse 1, the Bible says this. Before the Passover celebration, Jesus knew that his, his hour had come to leave this world and return to his father. He had, loved his, he had loved his disciples during his ministry on earth, and now he loved them to the very end. And, and the, this is getting to the end of Jesus' life in this passage of scripture. It's, it's, it's at the end. And, and how many of you guys know today, when you get to the end of your life, you say some really important things or you share the most important things. And uh, my last uh, coaching session with um, Frankie and Joe was on Wednesday night. I'm like, hey, I want to give you, like, this is, the, this is important. And there's a lot of things I want you to get, but make sure you leave. If you don't get anything, make sure you hang on to this. And Jesus is there. It's his last part of his, of his moment with his disciples. And he says, hey, guys, I want to make sure you guys get this. This is super, 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 super important to me that you get this. And, and my Bible, the Bible says that Jesus loved him to the very end. And I want you to know today, this is just extra, that Jesus is going to love you to the very end. If you're here today and you accepted the grace of Jesus and, man, you're like, man, he, lo- he loves me. That's awesome. I want you to know if he loves you at the very beginning, he's going to love you at the very end because he's already seen the very end of your life. He's going to love you all the way through. He's not going to stop halfway. He's not going to stop a quarter of the way. If you're in a season of life right now where you feel like he's not even around you, I want you to know he loves you and he's going to love you to the very end just like he loved his disciples to the very end because you and I, when we have a relationship with Jesus Christ, we become his disciples. We're the 12 in this story. 
and he's going to love us to the very end. Verse 2, that was only one verse. It was time for supper, and the devil had already prompted Judas, son of Simon Iscariot, to betray Jesus. Jesus knew that the Father had given him authority over everything and that he had come from God and would return to God. So he got up from the table and he took off his robe. He wrapped a towel around his waist and poured water into a basin. Then he began to wash his disciples' feet, drying them with the towel that he had around him. Plot twist. Verse 6, when Jesus came to Simon Peter, the crazy one, the one with ADHD, Peter said to him, Lord, are you going to wash my feet? No way. Jesus replied, you don't understand. You don't understand now what I'm doing, but someday you will. No, Peter. You, Peter says, you can't do that, Jesus. There's no way I'm going to let you do that. You will never, ever wash my feet. And Jesus said this, unless I wash you, you won't be long to me. Unless you let me serve you, you're not going to belong to me. And Peter said, no, 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 no. Verse nine says this, Peter explained, then wash my hands and my head as well, Lord, not just my feet. You know Peter, he's hardcore. He's a, my wife always says to me, Wes, you are so extreme. Peter is Captain Extreme. Don't wash my feet, don't wash my feet. Okay, wash my whole entire body. Just immerse me, like wash my head all the way down to my feet. Get me, I wanna make sure I get the full, I wanna I want belong to you. So go ahead and wash me, pressure wash me if you have to, God. Like, I'm all in. Don't be mistaken, God. I'm all in, give me all that you have. In verse, uh, verse eight, Jesus replied to him, unless I wash you, you won't belong to me. Verse nine, Peter says, then wash my hands, hands as well. Lord, not just my feet. Verse 10, Jesus replied, a person who has bathed all over does not need to wash except for the feet to be entirely clean. And you disciples are clean, but not all of you. That was a, that was a Jesus juke on Judas, by the way. He's like, all of y'all are clean. Like, we're, we're good, but not you, Judas. <laughs> And Judas knows that, and no one else does. For Jesus knew who would betray him. That is what he meant when he said, not all of you are clean. Verse 12, after washing their feet, he put on his robe again and sat down and asked, do you understand what I was doing? Verse 13, you call me teacher and Lord, and you're right, because that's what I am. Verse 14, He's teaching them, guys. He's going, he's making sure that they get what he's trying to say. This is not about washing their feet. He's not saying, hey, guys, you're dirty. I think if you read this, you're like, oh, man, that's nice of you to clean their feet because they walked everywhere they went. That kind of makes sense. Their feet are dirty, and he's, he's going to have a story time with them and have a cute little time of, of, of praise and worship, but, but their feet are dirty. And so he's going to wash their feet, and then he's going to talk to them. But no, he's saying, hey, guys, I, I want to give you an illustration. You know, it'd be the equivalent of us showing a, 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 an intro video like we saw today to kind of get your mind thinking or, or maybe uh, doing some sort of uh, object lesson. He's saying, hey, guys, I want to give you this object lesson because I want to make sure you guys get this deep, deep truth that I want you to grasp. And he says here in verse 14, and since I, your Lord and teacher, have washed your feet, you ought to wash each other's feet. You ought to wash each other's feet. Now, that's, this is weird. You, this is obvious. If you walked into and I said, hey, before you come out, I need to wash your feet. <laughs> You'd be like, heck no. I, I'm not. I'm, now, some of you guys would be like, yeah, wash them. You know what I'm saying? Like, and you'd be kind of like, hey, here's my Here's the color that I want you to put on my nails. You know, I got a, I got a pedicure with, with Hope a, a few weeks ago, and someone asked me, what color did you get? I didn't get a color. Um, I wanted one, but I didn't get one. But it, it would be weird at first. And even reading this, this is kind of, 
this is kind of weird. Oh, Jesus is washing the disciples' feet. This is, this is a new tactic. And I know they're thinking, this is a new tactic. And I don't know if Jesus washed their feet before. This is the first time he's washed their feet. But nonetheless, it seems like it's the first time. And he's saying, hey, guys, I'm not really talking about washing your feet. I'm really talking about service. I have given you an example to follow. Do as I have done to you. This is, I'm washing your feet because I want you guys to wash others' feet. And I don't want you to wash those feet because your feet are clean. I'm coming to serve you guys, and I want you guys to serve each other. I have given you an example to follow. Do as I have done to you. I came to serve you. Now go do what you saw me do. My dad used to say to me all the time, and my mom, do as I say, not as I do. You're going to do what I tell you to parents, right? We don't want questions. I told Hope the other day, I said, you got to give me a few minutes. I haven't answered the first question that you've asked, and you've asked me five. Do you take a break? <laughs> Let me start to process all what that you're asking, all that you really are really wanting. You know, I'm trying to read into what you're saying. He says, I'm come to serve you so you can go and serve each other. Now, this is pretty clear. Like, you don't have to unpack this, but... He says, hey, um, I give you an example to follow. Do as I have done to you. Verse 16, I tell you the truth. Slaves are not greater than their master, nor is the messenger more important than the one who sends the messenger. He says, we're all servants here. Verse 17, now that you know these things, God will bless you for doing them. Now that you know you're supposed to serve, God is gonna bless you for doing them. I think this, God always rewards obedience. He always, he always rewards obedience. I think sometimes we're asking God to do a miracle in our life. We're asking God to do something great in our life. And God's like, I just want you to be obedient first. Like, I think obedience comes before the miracle. And like, God's like, hey, you, you know you want a miracle and I'm, I'm a miracle working God and, and I, I still can move mountains and I still can do crazy things. I still can part waters, but can you just be obedient? And I think sometimes if we're obedient, we won't even need the miracle. But we're asking for a miracle, asking for a miracle, asking for a miracle. And God's like, just, I want you to be obedient. I want you to be obedient. He says, hey, I, I came to serve, and so I, I want you to serve. That's why I, I came to model this whole serving thing, and so I want, you to, I want you to serve each other. And so I want to give you three things I think that are important for us to take home about serving. Number one is this, and we can all relate to this. Serving can be inconvenient. Serving can be inconvenient. And maybe even sometimes, sometimes I have a hard time putting my verbs and my adjectives in the sentences and, and how to make sure I communicate them just the right way to sell. But I know this, they can be inconvenient. Maybe they're always inconvenient, but serving can be inconvenient. This past week I was driving, uh, I came in through my, my neighborhood and made a left and I looked to the right and I saw my, I saw a, a guy at the corner, this, this elderly, elderly gentleman trying to move this big box. And I'm like, man, that and this is me. This is how I think. I'm like, man, if he was younger, he could move that box. And I just kept driving. That's wrong, right? But in the back of my mind, I was like, and this is exactly what happened to my mind. I, I, I thought that. The second thing I thought was, if I was Jesus, and if Jesus is here, Jesus can move him. So my second, third thought was like, hey, Jesus, there's a guy on the corner, and you should go help him. But then God was like, hey, moron, you're the Jesus that I want him to, and I want him to experience you. You were supposed to be like Jesus. You're supposed to serve like Jesus. And so I put the car in, and turned around and went back there. And I said, I got to help this guy. That's the right thing to do. We're called to serve people. We're gonna, if I'm going to love like Jesus, we're going we're gonna to serve like Jesus. So I got out of my car and, 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 I, and I said, hey, can I help you with this box? And he goes, yeah. He goes, all they want to do is flip it over. And then I'm going to cut it open. And I'm just going to, and I don't need all this stuff in here. I'm just going to take a couple of parts. I'm just putting it right here inside the fence. And I was like, and I can do that. 
It was inconvenient for me. Not a, not a huge inconvenience. I feel like if it's a minute or 10 minutes, it's, it can be inconvenient for you. But I know that serving can be inconvenient. Serving can be inconvenient. Um, Lathan, um, Lathan comes every week and, and has to run sound at 830. And, and uh, we don't believe in burning out people, but he's the only one I'm not worried about burning out. Because like, if my dad hasn't killed him, neither can I. You know what I'm saying? And so I'm like, I'll use him every single week. He comes at 830. And here's what I know. It can be, it, that can be inconvenient coming every single Saturday. And he said to me one time, hey, give me a break. And I'm like, hey, I'm sorry. He's like, it, it can be inconvenient. Serving can be inconvenient. Stephen comes all the time at Saturday night and Sunday morning. I needed Ryan to bail me out this week. It was inconvenient, but he came and he bailed me out. And so I know this, that serving can be inconvenient. Sometimes the things that we should be doing in life, they could be inconvenient, but the, but the product or, or the byproduct of doing the right thing is going to be rewards, it's going to be blessing. And so I got there and I got my car. You know, what, you know who probably felt really, really excited that I helped him that day? That guy probably felt excited, but here's what I know. I felt better. It feels good to do the right thing. When you do the right thing, you can actually breathe better, sleep better, live better. And so I was able to help that guy and I realized that serving can be inconvenient. Here's the second thing I want you to know about serving. Serving will cost you something. Serving will cost you something. Uh, in this story, Jesus is there and, and, and Jesus takes, his, 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 takes a towel and he, and, he, and he ties it around him and he uses his robe and he begins to wash the disciples' feet. It was, it was where it cost Jesus something. And, and, we, and we all know this today, if you've been in church for a little bit longer, for Jesus, for, for Jesus to come and serve you and I, it costs Jesus his entire life. And here's the thing, you and I, we don't have to give our life to Jesus. We don't have to lose our life. We just, he just wants us to live for him. But serving sometimes, it can be, it can cost you something. Sometimes serving can, can cost, you, cost you money. Sometimes it can cost you time. It can cost you your talent. Uh, we did serve day a few, a few um, months ago, and we're going to do another one at the end of November. And, and some of you guys, you're like, hey, I can't be there to serve, but I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to put in it. Maybe, cost, maybe serving may cost you some money. Maybe it may cost you some times, but it costs Jesus' life to serve you and I. It costs Jesus' life to serve you and I. It'd be nice if it was some bread and it was some water, but it wasn't some bread and some water. It was his life. The Bible tells in Matthew chapter 20, verse eight, for even the son of man came not to be served, but to serve others and give his life as a ransom for many. It will cost you something to serve. It just will. Serving costs you, maybe your time, your talent, your treasure. But here's what I know about a lot of us. A lot of us spend more time waiting to be served when we could be serving. We spend more time waiting to be served when we could be serving. Having that feeling of, oh, I, I helped somebody. I encouraged somebody. I, I served somebody. I heard this this week and I wrote it down. I, I want you to grab it. It's not about me. It's about the mission. It's not about me. It's about the mission. I'm gonna serve. I, one of the things that we've said about this church, we're gonna serve until Jesus comes. We're gonna, we, on our, our, our core values, one of our core values is we do work here. That's, that's what we do. We're generous. All those things cost us. We're gonna serve people. We're gonna serve cleaned up people. We're gonna serve messy people. We're gonna serve everyone we can come in contact. We're gonna serve people because God has called us to serve people. We know it's gonna cost. It's gonna cost us something. It maybe cost you some convenience. 
I know this, I'll, I'll be honest with you, sitting at the, the church I worked for across town, it, was, I got, it wasn't to, to work at the church that we came to, it wasn't inconvenient. It got pretty good. It cost us something to move across town. It cost us some, some things and, and we have to work through that. I was talking to uh, Pia and, and Clay about their business and I'm like, man, do you guys ever have to work through battles with you know, working together? And Diane and I, our marriage is almost perfect. Um, and then we planted a church together and then it went array. And no, I'm just kidding. But every six months, I feel like we're in an adjustment period and we're trying to work and, and serving costs us. It costs us. It's hard to work with me. It's hard to work with me. It's hard to work for Diana. It's hard to, she works with me. I work for her. It's, it's hard. That's hard. I'm just kidding. I love you. And Diana models servant. Like she's like the best servant I've ever met besides myself. She's amazing. I'm just kidding. I learned from her. Here's the third thing. It's not about me. It's about the mission, all right? We're going to serve and we're going to serve and we're going to serve and we're going to serve. We don't just come settle this up because we want to do stuff to kill time. We do this because we want to bring more people into meeting Jesus. Clay and P said to me, they said to me, this is just a 20-minute conversation when we walked out of the gym this week. I could barely talk. Clay could because it was easy for him. It's easy for him. The workouts need to get harder. Just saying for Clay. Um, but I, they were saying, if, it, if, you're, if, you're, if you're not doing church, doing this thing to reach more people, and I, and I made the comment to you guys probably a minute, I said, if you're not doing this thing to reach more people and to connect people to Jesus, then you ought to shut your church down. There's a lot of churches that are just open because they've always been open. And we're gonna continue to reach more people and to serve more people and to serve more people because we want people to meet Jesus. And so here's the third thing. This is, I love this part. Serving will make you more like Jesus. And that's what we should wanna be like. Man, Wes, the first part was convincing. I don't wanna be convincing. I want us to be like Jesus. Jesus wants us to be like Jesus. I want us to be like Jesus. I wanna be more like Jesus. I don't, have to, I don't have to contemplate whether or not I'm gonna help my neighbor. I don't have to contemplate that. I made a goal at my last church to always take up my neighbor's garbage can. No matter how many times he's complained about the water that ran off my house, it wasn't my fault, I didn't build the house. He asked me to get gutters, I got gutters, he still complained. I just, I just one day I was like, I'm just gonna take his, I'm just gonna be nice to him. My mom said something about old people. That was profound. You know what I'm gonna say? This is the most important thing you can know about old people. There's two kinds of old people. There's only two kinds of old people. There's nice ones and there's mean ones. That's it. That was profound. The simplest things are profound to me, but that's like, there's two types of old people. There's, I'm like, I'm just gonna be nice to John. I'm just gonna be nice to John, the New Yorker. I'm just gonna be nice to John. I don't complain about him yelling and screaming when he's watching the Giants lose. I don't complain about that. And I can hear it through my house. Hopefully he's not watching online today, but I didn't complain about that. I was, I was gonna serve them. But we're called to serve. When we serve, we're, serving will make you more like Jesus. I, I wrote down this today, I think it's important for you to get, maybe take a picture of it or maybe write down in your version app, but the cross was the greatest picture of serving the world has ever seen. The cross was the greatest picture of serving the world has ever seen. Everyone that saw that, everyone have heard about it, it's caused a ripple effect in all of eternity. You can't show a cross to anyone and then not know what it is. You just you show a cross, people are gonna get that. The cross was the greatest picture of serving the world has ever, ever, ever seen. I saw this on one of our teachers' pages this week, but you're not too small to make you're not too small to make a great impact. You're not too small to make a great impact. 
maybe you're here today and you're probably thinking, you know what, Wes, I'm really, honestly, I'm just too hurt to serve. I don't have all the right pieces and I got some things in my life and I just want to touch a, touch a spot just for just a moment. I think it's important for you and I to get that if you want to get past your hurt, start helping. Start helping somebody. When you're worried about you and you're focused on you, you're focused on you, you're thinking about the hurt. You're like, man, this is my hurt, this is my hurt, you're thinking about that. But if you get your eyes off yourself, get your eyes off the ground and on somebody else to start helping people. I see people walk into this church that are dragging a leg behind them and then they're kind of barely making it through life and they're kind of, uh, you know, they're, they're kind of just barely making it. And I, and I see that person, and I hope they can, I hope they can heal. I hope God can heal them. And, and sometimes I'm, I'm doing the same exact thing, but what, and, and, I, and I always pray for that person. I mean, God, I pray that you touch them in a special way. And people come in with brokenness and it's on their face or they sit in seats and they, when sermon opens up and they start crying and they're, they're, God starts working in life. And, and what always encourages me is not when they send me a message, hey, man, that was really, really impacting me. What always encouraged me was when I see them dragging their leg and them limping along and I see them find somebody else who's hurting and say, I'm gonna help you. And when you're helping somebody else, it gets your eyes off of your hurt and allows you to help more people. We're gonna be a church. We're gonna be a community of people that are gonna love like Jesus because we're serving like Jesus. Because he's called us to do it. He says here, now that you've seen me do it, go and this is what you should do. You saw me serve, now go and serve, Wes. Go and serve, Hope Church. Go and serve, Mom, Dad friend in here to say, go serve somebody. Like you wanna have the greatest, you wanna know how I'll know if the greatest thing, if, if you got what I got, if, if you got today and, and, and God spoke to you is if we just walk out of here today and we serve, or if maybe today it's just picking up a chair, or maybe it's moving some pipe and drape, or, or maybe it's saying, hey, I'm gonna sign up today to be in Next Steps in, in October, and, and I'm, gonna, I'm just gonna be a part of this thing. I'm just gonna join the dream team, or I'm gonna, I'm gonna serve somewhere. I'm gonna do whatever I can do to help. I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna jump in and I'm, I'm gonna come on Saturday nights and I haven't gone through Dream Team. I'm just gonna come be a part. Whenever the doors are open, I'm just gonna come be a part. I'm just gonna help someone. I'm just gonna come serve. Come move, I'm, I'm gonna pick up trash. I'm gonna do something, I'm, I, but I'm gonna start serving. And I guarantee, I promise you, you start serving, you start becoming more and more like Jesus, which is what he wants for all of us. He wants us to look like him, to talk like him, and to act like him. And a byproduct of all that, now that you know, now that you know these things, God's gonna bless you for doing it. Let's be servants. Let's serve the heck out of people. The Bible says to prefer another one other love and let's serve each other. If you're trying to figure out how to do relationships right, start serving the other person. That's a good, that's relationship, free relationship advice. Start serving your spouse or your friends or your relationship that you're in or your neighbor. Start serving them. And you'll see the difference in them. You'll see the difference in you. Let's serve people. I invite you to bow your head and close your eyes.